Jan, so you proposed to your wife in New Zealand? Yes, I did. I, it's, it, it was crazy. And um, normally, my plan was to ask her on the Tongari Alpine Crossing if she wants to marry me. <laughs> because I know she don't like walking, and I like walking. <laughs> so. This is Jan. He's been bringing Kiwi beers to Germany for years. Today, I'm talking to him about why he fell in love with our brews and what beer-loving Germans think about them. But it wasn't the beer he first fell in love with. Due to that time, there was an eruption. So we can't do the Tungri Alpine Crossing. And we went to, to the Carmendals and I asked her at the Cathedral Cove if it, she wants to marry me. For some security reason, I also had a bottle of sparkling wine with me and also a little bit of chocolate just to make <laughs> sure. <laughs> Kia ora and welcome to episode three of Awesome. I'm your host, Rose Burrows, and today we'll be talking about something close to the hearts of Kiwis and Germans alike. No, it's not socks and sandals, it's beer. <laughs> we'll be diving into centuries of German beer-making traditions and how our little nation of optimists is shaking up the industry. And I'll be telling you just how you can win yourself a pack of Jan's favourite brews and a few cool pint glasses. You'd be surprised about how high your chances are. Yeah, so definitely. New Zealand is a lovely place, and... Um Asking her there was pretty emotional for me. Mm. Mm? Yeah. But that wasn't your first trip to New Zealand, right? You'd been before. Yeah, I've been before there because my doctor father asked me if I could be in Napier for a, for a conference. And there was a pretty long discussion with him because I hate flying. Mm. And two 12-hour flights <laughs> been not very sexy for me. So, <laughs> And um, we had a discussion, I think it was nearly nine months if I go there or not and finally yeah I went there but it was a great decision so definitely a, de a decision that changed a lot in my life yeah so New Zealand's you know more well known for our wine I think so where did where did the beer come in for you was that something you were doing before you went to New Zealand or you know where, where did New Zealand fit into your picture when it comes to beer yeah, honestly, beer was not my thing. Uh, when I'd been in New Zealand for the first time, it was also wine. So my dad comes up in 2012 or 11, I'm not sure else. And uh, he comes up with a case of beer and said, I'm try this. I was a little bit reserved because I think, okay, usual things and not really interesting me so much. And I tried that and it was very fascinating that the, the beer had such a wide range of different tastes. That was how I get into contact with craft beer for the first time. And then I went to, to New Zealand and and uh, just go to the liquor stores and things like that, try to find out what's available in New Zealand, how does it taste, but my knowledge was not very good. So after a few years, I asked my dad if he wants to come with me to New Zealand and just get a, an idea why I find New Zealand so fascinating. So we went there, uh, try again more beers. I had a better idea of beers and craft beers a couple of years later. And we tried a lot of things and uh, ended up in the in, in a dis discussion when we come back to Germany if we want to import New Zealand beer or not. And there was a lot of things we had to discuss because is Germany prepared for that? Will they accept in that or not? So that was a pretty hard discussion and uh, took a long time for us to decide that. But when we come there again, it was one year later after we started that discussion, we visited a lot of breweries 
and found out that we give them a try. We've been very happy to give them a try because so far it's working pretty good and we're happy to give the people the an idea how New Zealand beers taste like. Yeah, I'm very keen to come back to what Germans think about New Zealand <laughs> beer. But before we do that, your dad has a pretty interesting story. <laughs> Could you tell us a bit about his business and mm-hmm. how he started it and, and why? It goes back to the 80s. Um, my dad comes up from Germany. He comes from the former Czechoslovakian Republic, um, now the it's not Czech and Slovakia, so he comes from Slovakia, and he decided not to want to stay in that, let's say, political system. Mm-hmm. So he flew from there and comes to Germany, um, to what we know so far as West Germany, and he also moved to West Berlin. So and he decided to to try to get to that small island uh, Czech beer. So. Budweiser and also Pilsner Jurkwal, things like that. Of course, it was not so easy for someone that get away from that specific country that is politically not so happy about people that flew away. And um, he managed to get that. And in the 80s, he, he realized, I'm not sure exactly how, uh, to get that beer here to, to West Berlin. That's almost how our story starts with importing beer from the former Czechoslovakian Republic. Mm. Yeah, fast-forwarding a few decades, when I think of German or Czech beer or European beer, things like the Reinheitsgebot come to mind. You know, it's quite a traditionalist culture around beer in some ways. Would you be able to kind of say what your experience has been with how craft beer has been accepted or not into German society and, and yeah, what they have thought of New Zealand beer? I'd be really interested. So, yeah, the German so-called Reinheitsgebot or purity law is, um, <sighs> I would say the big problem, it's not so pure as people think, because um, industrial-made uh, beer is also, had a lot of ingredients that are not very natural, mm-hmm. and if you use just small amounts of specific um, additives, you not need to declare it, and it's still under the, under the label of the German Reinheitsgebot, but I think it's not very pure or not very natural. But so this is one of the one of the big criticism on these are uh, that current um, description, mm-hmm. and that's also what a lot of so-called craft brewers in Germany be not happy with. Mm-hmm. So we had a craft beer scene that been started in let's say getting more back to 2012 maybe so there are some craft brewers also that are older but let's say 2012 2030 it was the year where it getting more into the awareness of the people so a lot of people never know that there is a beer called pale ale and being brewed in germany mm-hmm. so it needs more and more years also to get into the focus of a normal German uh, citizen. So it's very, very difficult why we had. And also big breweries that try to get a foot into that market and not being very successful. Um, also a lot of brewers that start with creative beers or with craft beers and also be not so um, successful because it might be too early. Not everyone still know what an IPA is or a pale ale is, mm. but a lot more people are more open to do this. Mm. 
So, but there are also a lot of Orderberry that said you don't need to use different things to produce a beer that is creative and new and uh, not stay to the German Reinheitsgebot. Mm. So if you look on pale ale or IPAs, regularly they use the same ingredients like a Pilz or a Helles or a regular German beer. So it's still malt, hop, water, yeast. Mm-hmm. In, so you can brew a lot of so-called modern craft brews also with the ingredients of a purity law. But like it's hard, it's, it's a... It's a it's a hard topic because you have that side, but you also need to be creative to find out new ways what you can do with beer. So that's also, for example, with sour beers, put fruits into that. That is normally not what the purity wants to see. But on the other side, that's something that been done way before the purity law comes up. So it's not so untraditional. Mm. It's just something that been used in the past and some hundred years ago someone said this is not good for <laughs> some reasons they decide to label this as a not part of the purity law but there are there are so many beer styles and so many beers that works fantastic with some natural additions of fruits or aging them into whiskey barrels or wine barrels or other things so the Purity law is is a difficult thing in Germany and being discussed with from a lot of different brewers in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And the Germans self mostly they're not familiar with craft beer. They mostly stick to the traditional things or let's say beers that not contains additional things like fruits or so. Because a lot of people think when they thinking about fruits and beers, about Belgian beers and sherry beers mm. and things like that, then they have always the idea that these beers are super sweet and not very typical or not had a typical taste of beer. What well, is of course not true, mm. but a lot of people had a pretty traditional mindset and things like that. But they also can explore the new craft brews like IPA Pale also that are sticking to or stay to the purity law. Mm. So... Yeah, and well, I mean, Germany has some of the oldest breweries, I think, in the world. I think there's one in Bavaria that was formerly run by monks, um, you know, and then obviously the, the purity law came long after that. So do you have a favourite New Zealand craft beer, or when you were there, did you go to any breweries or, or bars that particularly jumped out at you and made you think, I have to take this back to Germany? Of course. I not really have one specific favorite German, uh, New Zealand beer, I'm sorry, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) because there are a lot of different breweries with different, let's say, emphasis or different strengths in their their beer brewing process. I love uh, Epic for the Hop Zombie, it's it's a great double IPA, Um, also fantastic is from Renaissance, uh, the Scotch Ale, Stonecutter, or the Elemental Porter, fantastic beers. Um, but like I said, it's it's always that a brewery can can do a specific beer very well, and another brewery can do another beer very well. Mm. So we try when when we build up a portfolio for for, for an export or import to Germany, mm-hmm. we always try to found um, 
different breweries that fit into these portfolios and um, not compete too much uh, um, into that portfolio. So that's why we're picking up a few breweries where we think that could fit good or had something that is unique to all the others mm. uh, because we're more interested in not so competitive situation more than mm. in a situation that people just love that beer and try to um, explore different beers, different breweries. So, yeah, um, most impressive beers from the past would be definitely the MPA from Renaissance Brewing, a very great uh, seasonal double IPA made with sometimes experimental hops from uh, from the Marlboro Sounds, of course. Another beer that pretty impressed me a lot, the uh, um, Prime Eater Tendency from Tuatara and also Roughneck from Tuatara. These are also two IPIs. One is uh, the Roughneck is a Sennheisi IPI and the Prime Eater Tendency is an IPI made only with New Zealand hops and malt. So pretty great. So these are some of the beers that pretty impressed me a lot from, from the new period. With all the brewers we work in with, uh, we want to visit them. So yes, we've been there. We want to see how they operate, how they work. If it's true what they're telling us and if the quality is good, things like that, yes. Yeah. So that's what we definitely do. When we're there, we of course try in the beers and I'm not sure if everyone had a tap room. I know, for example, um, that uh, Tuatara had a fantastic tap room in Wellington, Third Eye, and also in Parapa Umu. Mm -hmm. And I also know that Epic had a great uh, tap room in Auckland, of course. I'm not sure if Beermuffering had opened their tap room so far because they, as far as I know, they start to build an own brewery in Auckland. I don't know if they finish that process or not and if they finish their tap room there or not. I know they had the property, but not sure uh, in which state the brewery in the tap room is right now. But it's definitely also a great place to go. Speaking uh, about bars that or breweries we not import, um, I know that we've been to Fork and Brew in Wellington. Mm -hmm. That's a great place. Also, the Garage Project, their taproom is a great place. Garage Project is also a, is a brewery not import so far, but would be pretty interesting to, to speak with them. What we also had in 2019, that was the last year we've been there. I also found out that uh, Lakeman, it's a brewery close to Lake Tarpo, seemed to be also pretty new at that. Could be also, also an interesting brewery that we might get into contact with them. Where can we find Kiwi craft beers here? Where do you sell them? Can you can we buy them from you directly, or for any listeners that would like to to purchase some, or um, are you mostly providing to you know, supermarkets, cafes, restaurants, and so on? Yeah. So currently, we are just a wholesaler and importer. We not have an own store. We also have not an online shop or so. Uh, we don't want to compete with our customers. Uh, we want to give them the chance to, to sell the products. So what we're doing is you can contact us with our regular email address. We can try to help you to find the closest place where you can get um, Kiwi Craft Beer. But we also sell it uh, to some online shops that you can find easily on the internet. So for example, um, craftbeerminershop.com offer some New Zealand craft beers. Normally also beervana.eu 
but he had to wrote beer in German, not in English. <laughs> and um, oh, maybe also beerlese.de might be another source. Yeah, of course, there are different spots, mostly shops that sell in um, dealing craft beers, but they are mostly specialized craft beer shops mm -hmm. like Craft Beer Contour in Hannover or Giovanna in Munich or um, Craft Beer store in Hamburg. It's also Lager Lager, right? Uh, yes, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Currently, I would say they have the ciders. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, because honestly, we importing once a year and um, now we have a pretty challenging task now to get a beer from New Zealand to Germany because of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. It's pretty hard to get containers from New Zealand to Germany. And if I recall correctly, uh, you have a daughter with a Māori middle name, is that right? Yeah, it's also first and middle name. I hopefully spell it correctly. It's Reka, mm -hmm. Aroha. And um, yeah, because um, like I said, we, we had a pretty emotional uh, link to New Zealand because I asked my wife if she wanted to marry me. Uh, we also married in New Zealand in um, Pauanui. So for anybody that would like to get their hands on some of these products, Jan is kindly donating a little pack of his goodies to a listener. Um, so watch out on our social media channels for that. Um, there'll be a quiz question to see if you've actually listened to the whole podcast. <laughs> um, thanks so much for joining us, Jan, and telling us a bit about your business and your experience of importing craft beers to, to Germany. Um, I've learned quite a lot and, uh, yeah, thank you for coming and um, danke schön. Thank you so much for the opportunity and um, hopefully to be again soon in New Zealand. Okay, danke fürs Zuhören. Thanks for listening. Ciao.